I got we are young upset. and hip. Don't say hip again. <laughs> young and I broke my hip. I think that's what you said. <laughs> Chris, go in the other room and join the Zoom. Get out to come in. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> get in here but you gotta leave but you gotta leave (laughs) and that's our intro anyway (laughs) hello everyone and welcome to the show i'm blair and i'm kirsten and we are mediocre content and we have a special guest today we do we do have a special guest today we are this episode is going to be featuring a science corner with chris uh not the same chris that you have previously heard on this podcast this is a different chris uh my husband and smart person (laughs) say hi chris hi and i say you know slightly above average intelligence at best uh so we'll go with that instead of smart. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chris 2.0. Love it. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I am the 1.0. I am older. I'll let you battle it out with my Chris, which is <laughs> brother, by the way, listener. Um, all right. So I want to get to the disclaimer, honestly, because I am replacing our good news segment um, with rage. Uh, which is fine because we're gonna have a rage room today yes um i'm just in that mood so i apologize in advance i'm not in the best of moods today so please forgive me but uh we went to a tattoo convention yesterday and it was all day and we drove two hours to get there back and forth and it was wonderful and we had a wonderful time but i'm exhausted did you get a tattoo we did not but we have tons of contacts of really great people in our area because it's like the it's the annual new england tattoo expo and they have piercings aftercare tattoo removal which i thought was hilarious uh actual (laughs) like on-site people getting tattooed right there and it's like really crazy and amazing they had bmx like it was really great and it was at it was at mohegan sun so it was at the casino there nice so we like we literally made a whole day of it and it was absolutely beautiful now i'm tired so wait yeah but i thought you were angry how like that sounds wonderful Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. She's I'm getting tired. to it. Don't yeah. worry. She's getting to it. <laughs> I'm tired now and in a grumpy mood. So when I saw this pop up yesterday after all of the crap from earlier this week, which we'll get into, I was like, you know what? Screw the good news. I'm not ready for it. She's not in a good news kind of mood. I'm not. Um also anyway. listener, just we're working with some different audio situations than we yeah. normally do. So we apologize for any weird listening experiences that you have this week so yeah. just bear with us we'll be back to normal next week absolutely also known as i am the problem hi it's me <laughs> i love that not the problem just no. we we haven't fully figured out how to accommodate guests yet in terms of like yeah. audio setup so it does sound really it. good though yeah like you sound it sounds good. good it's a little echoey oh. from what oh. but i don't know if that's just because i'm like closer in proximity i don't know maybe it's just might be the open room because you're in a closed off room. That's true. a little bit more yeah. like. Yeah. My room has a lot open space. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you sound good still. Wait, are you yeah. trying to put me in the closet? <laughs> Get in the closet. <laughs> I would never. 
no dear everything is fine <laughs> like harry potter under the stairs <laughs> okay so let's get this rage room started kirsten take it away okay as always we're not experts you know the drill if you want advice don't come here for it okay rage room so if you're a one direction stan then you probably follow the boys and probably know the majority of things that are going on on social media with them. And most of them are well-behaved and are just showcasing their lives. And it's beautiful. And we love that for them. However, one of them is content with making all of the stands just want to drop kick his face. And I'm going to tell you, I am one of those today. Liam Payne earlier last week along with tommy fury posted on instagram a boxing-esque photo of both of them essentially indicating on the poster that they intended to battle it out this summer it was very authentic it looked like one of those like punch punch whatever Mm -hmm. everybody was in a tizzy I personally thought if it was real, Liam was 100% going to get his butt handed to him because if you don't know Tommy, he's like an actual fight. Like he's an actual fighter, wrestler. Like he knows exactly what to do with his body to take you down. Okay. Right. And if you know Liam, he is the exact opposite of everything about that. What made me go into a rage is I tried to show Tyler the poster yesterday. We were walking around and we were talking about Tommy. And I was like, oh my gosh, did you see what Liam posted? He's going down. Ha ha ha. Couldn't find it. It was off their Instagram. It was off of social media. You could not find it unless you were going through the depths. And you know why? Because they took it down because everybody was in a tizzy. Turns out it had nothing to do with boxing. They are not fighting each other. They are competing in a UNICEF soccer event that is supposed to help with the charity and has nothing to do with them one-on-one. They are just on opposing soccer teams. What, Liam? What? Okay. so annoying and so stupid. And now you can't find it unless you're researching the articles about it who are telling you what the actual tea is. However, side note really quickly, uh, Usain Bolt is also participating. And I think he's one of like the team leaders. So that's awesome. Anyway, that is cool. But Liam. (laughs) At least it wasn't now. (laughs) To be quiet. Nobody asked your opinion. (laughs) And I say now just fine. So we, so I saw the post before mm-hmm. you told me about it, and I was like, "This is very interesting." But there were no details; like there no. was no details in the caption. There was Mm-mm. no clues. There no was description about the post that I could. It looked very much like one of those like Jake Paul mm-hmm. like boxing posters that you see. And so I could see how that would be misleading. However, I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I did. I'm like, what is this? Like, why are you posting this? I don't know. And then I like Mm -hmm. continued to scroll. But Mm. then you texted me and was like, did you see what Liam did? (laughs) And I was like, so mad. I saw the post and (laughs) you were like, he's boxing. He's being dumb and he's boxing. Which Mm -hmm. I mean, if he wants to get his brains like beat out by a professional boxer, like that's his prerogative, honestly. Like the the man is grasping at straws in his career at this point, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
and Mm -hmm. like all the other boys are doing fine so I really I mean if he was I wouldn't be upset about it but like the fact that he (laughs) did this just to like be controversial yes a thousand times worse he just did it for the attention or what if this is doing good for because isn't this for charity yeah. It's for so the soccer game itself is for that, but the problem was for me, he was not advertising the UNICEF charity soccer tournament. He was it was a picture, like it looked right. like a movie poster almost yes. of like him like this close to another to Tommy Fury's to face, Tommy, yeah. And they were like facing off, like they were gonna like beat each other down or something if, like that. The connotations yeah. of the poster were very misleading. Exactly. And had nothing to do with charity. So he sent the whole like community into a tizzy. And you know what? Realistically, is it getting people talking? Yes, because I'm raging about it right now. So did it do its job? Sure. However, it's really wrong, in my opinion. And this goes beyond just Liam. But I really hate when there's like this much hype about something that isn't even real, has no grounds for like being factual in any way, and is just there to send people into a tizzy. Because I'm like, this is, is this really for charity? And you really could have just put like a you and Tommy or you and... Usain bolts or something in a post yeah. in a picture or a poster about this event but you chose to do that that's what you chose to do well on the other hand to sure. play devil's advocate here we could say that he started this on purpose so that you could drum up more news and more like attention to this charity event even sure. though like it's under false pretenses right yeah. Which makes it not great, but it also is not ineffective. He just, like, could have put, like, a soccer goal or something, like, anything. Anything. A description that just had the same poster, but just said, facing off in this year's UNICEF soccer charity tournament. Like, you know what I mean? Like, anything. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I guess I'm looking at the picture now. And, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I thought, well... Okay, well, there's another picture. I don't know if it's the original one, but it says oh. Old Trafford, which is a very famous soccer stadium. And they're both, well, unless this one might be edited, but it shows them with soccer jerseys on them a little bit. I don't know. I'd have to I go don't know one. either. I, the one that he did was, like, cropped. The one, yeah, the one he had cropped, it's from their, like, neck up. So, yeah, I can see what he yeah. The only indication. So, again, there were no context clues at all. Yeah. So unless you knew about soccer, you'd be like, why? Exactly. Right. Exactly. I'm sure there are some directioners that do know a lot about soccer, but I would say the vast majority of us are not sports inclined. Yeah. And that's why everyone was like, oh, my God, they're facing off. But now I see on like they have this broadcasted on essentially sports.com. But Tommy retweeted from Soccer Aid, who actually has Soccer Aid 2023 coming for you Sunday 11th. Like like that to me makes 10 times more sense than zero context from either of them on Instagram. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And just for them to pull it down also, like as if it didn't exist, you know. Right. Anyway, like, own up to your mistakes, Liam. Right. Like, just just, <laughs> just say that you were dumb and you didn't mean to, like, send everybody into a spiral. Yeah, Niall wouldn't have done that. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> Niall is 100%. He shared his skincare routine on TikTok. He is open and and 
very like uh what am I trying to say very um in tune with the fan base okay on another side note one thing I was thinking about if you have if you follow Zane on Instagram I feel like Zane could take Tommy before Liam could if in that context at all I just want to put that out there I just want to throw that into the wind as well Okay, so we're not trying Zane to stir up more drama. Okay? <laughs> I just want to say <laughs> Zane could take him. Maybe not in technique, I... but he's more likely to take him than Liam. Yeah. Ugh. My God. Anyway, oh that was my, my rage God. room. Thank you for coming like to my rage, my rage section of the podcast. I feel better now. You're welcome. I'm glad you feel better now. That's <sighs> wonderful. We're gonna. We only have more positive things to talk about coming yeah. up in this episode. Um, so we're talking about Oreos today, mm. which is my personal favorite, like mm. store bought cookie. Okay. Yeah, I I like Oreos a lot, and like the originals. The I like the originals. We'll we'll talk about our favorite okay. like versions of Oreos. Okay. But I think the Oreo original is a solid cookie. It is um, solid. Yeah. I think it's very well liked and it's vegan. So <laughs> anyone can eat it and they have gluten-free ones now. Okay. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. So, um, the history of the Oreo, we'll start with that and then we'll move right along in 1898, several baking companies merged to form national biscuit company also called Nabisco. So who here knew that Nabisco was actually National Biscuit Company. Anybody I did not know that? I didn't no know. idea. No. See, and also, why is it called a biscuit? Because English, maybe. I know, but it's an American company. Is it? Yes, I checked. I looked it up specifically for this reason. Well, okay, eighteen ninety eight probably still had English influence. Would be my guess. There, you know, yeah. that's probably why. Yeah. Right. Well, well, and it broadens the <clears throat> amount of products they can have, I guess, too. Facts. So, anyway, Nabisco is actually the National Biscuit Company. Um, in 1902, Nabisco rolled out the Barnum, Barnum, Barnum's, Barnum's Animal <laughs> Crackers. My favorite. Oh my gosh! I was oh, just gonna say. Show. I know. Say what? Yeah, that's the Barnum and Bailey's, the greatest show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, and they used to sell them. I don't know if you guys remember, but like they used to sell them in the grocery store and they had their own little like stand and you could like pick out the little box and you could hold it while you, you know, you go around the grocery store. It was, it was was such an experience. It was such an experience. So good. And they taste truly a great product to start with. Honestly, there will never be another animal cracker to me. That tastes quite like Barnum's animal crackers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just liked the like packaging, I think is true. It was like super cool because you could literally carry the box as like a little purse or something like that. It's true. And it had like a uh like railroad cart with yeah. all the different animals, animals in it. It was really yeah. cute. Was um, um what was that the one that also they made the uh the frosted covered ones as well? Was that them? Did they? I don't like think sprinkles. so. I so I, I know what you're talking about, and I yeah. I don't know if they made they might have made a version of that, but I don't know if 
I think another company is more famous for the frosted ones. Mm. Kirsten, yeah. are you looking it up? I am because I also remembered those. And they came in the giant plastic jugs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, they are from uh Stouffer's. Oh. And, and mother and uh mothers and Keebler also make them. Oh. Like I was gonna say variation. I thought it was Keebler. Yeah, Keebler makes them too. Mm. Um yeah, and they all kind of look the same. So th- I guess they kind of stole each other's idea. But Barnum's was very, like, its own its own thing. Yes. In terms of... So... Everything. Good to know. <laughs> yes. So after they did the groundbreaking animal crackers um, <laughs> that, were, that are still amazing, um, in 1912, Nabisco had an idea for a new cookie, though... It wasn't, they weren't, they didn't exactly come up with this on their own. They kind of stole it. Oh. And so the idea was two chocolate disc cookies with the cream filling, right? And a company called the Sunshine Biscuits Company in 1908, um, they came out with a cookie called Hydrox, which honestly, terrible name, worst name ever. Like could have, it sounds like something you keep under your sink to like (laughs) clean things. Like Ajax. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. So they had the chocolate cookie with the cream filling. um, And Nabisco never like said or admitted that they stole it. Hmm. But the Oreo cookie was invented four years after the world was introduced to the Hydrox cookie. And closely resembled the biscuit that preceded it. So, yeah. I would agree. Very shady. Very shady. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So, the Oreo was created. Did you? Did you are they really identical? Legitimately identical. Oh, God. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I just had to look. <laughs> this was before trademarking, maybe? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, so, the Oreo was created in Chelsea, in New York City a factory that is in present day Chelsea market located on ninth Avenue between 15th and 16th street. Hmm. Today, this same block of ninth Avenue is also known as Oreo way. And the name Oreo worked on March 14th in 1912. The original design in the face of the Oreo featured a wreath around the edge of the cookie and the name Oreo in the center, as we still see today. That's Hmm pretty that's what it is Mm -hmm. in the united states around the edge of the cookie uh or wait hold on in the united states they were sold for 25 cents um equivalent to seven dollars and two cents in 2021 jeez that is quite different yes (laughs) oh my god um so they were sold um well, so 25 cents a pound, I should say. So that would be $7 a pound today of Oreos. I don't even think there, it's a pound of Oreos when you get like the regular canister. I don't know. And now or the I'm regular look tray. It up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pounds. It couldn't be. There's no way. Oreo cookies. I don't know. Uh, a box of mega stuff family size is 17.6 ounces, so a little over a pound. Okay, so maybe it is. So, and family that, size, Meg, you said mega stuff or double stuff? Yeah, mega stuff. 
Dang. Oh. Hefty. Okay, but like the regular Oreos are still, are still not. less than seven bucks, though. So. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah. It's okay, incredible. so I, oh, so if you're eating a, a, a whole thing of mega stuffed Oreos, like if you, you know, then you definitely eat, have eaten a pound of Oreos. You are now worth $7.02. <laughs> Yikes. Oof. Oof. Okay, so 25 cents a pound. And they were in novelty metal canisters with clear glass tops. Cute. The first Oreo was sold on March 6th in 1912 to a grocer in Hoboken, New Jersey. Yes. Indeed. Hoboken. The only good thing about New Jersey. (laughs) Is Hoboken. (laughs) Or that they they bought the cookie and slept cookie. Oreos. Okay. (laughs) Um, despite its potentially suspicious origin, the Oreo made a name for itself and quickly surpassed the popularity of its competitor, obviously. Mm. Nabisco made sure to file for trademark on the new cookie <laughs> soon after its creation in on March 14th uh. in 1912, and the request was granted on August 12th of 1913. So when the cookie up. was first introduced in 1912, it appeared as an Oreo biscuit when which changed in 1921 to an Oreo sandwich. Mm. I don't know if I like that. They changed the name a couple of different times. So there was Oreo biscuit, Oreo sandwich, and then in 1937, Oreo cream sandwich, and then in 1974, Oreo chocolate sandwich cookie, which I mean, get over yourself. Like, come on. (laughs) It is all of these things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then despite the roller coaster of official name changes, most people have always referred to it as the Oreo, which I mean, I think is part of their regular branding now. Uh, like there's yeah. no way they do Oreo chocolate cookie sandwich. Like that's ridiculous. Also, uh, nobody would say that. I think their America's favorite cookie now is what they say. Oh, or something like that. Yeah. Which I have some statistics to go with that. Oh. <laughs> Um, so where did the Oreo even come from? Like, what is that name? We don't know. So some believe that the cookie's name was taken from the French word for gold or the main color on the original Oreo packaging. Okay. Others claim. So the second conspiracy theory is the name stemmed from the hill-shaped test version that never made it to the store and that was the greek word for mountain okay i don't know oreo being hill-shaped makes me so i guess they must have had like fluffy cookies on the outside maybe Maybe. i mean Um, kind of like the oreo cakester things oh yeah those i feel like that's what they mean by hill-shaped test version but i'm not sure could be um, and then the third one is some speculate that the name is a combination of taking the re from cream and sandwiching it just like the cookie between the two O's in chocolate and making it Oreo, which I think is the most plausible. Hmm. Um, I could see that, I guess. Yeah. All right. So for many, many years, though. Nothing has really changed about the original Oreo concept until 1975. They came out with double stuff, which I mean, 
<laughs> an iconic choice. Truly. We only go, we only get them for the cream inside anyway. <laughs> right. So, um, and I didn't realize that double stuff Oreos had been around for that long. Like I really, yeah. that like double stuff Oreos came out in our lifetime. Yeah. Well, we always got the commercials about them too, as a kid, I feel. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's part of like why we thought that way. I don't know, but it is interesting. Also, I, I mean, we'll talk about it, but like mm. controversial opinion, I think the double stuffed is the best one, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> moving right along. We'll start that fight later. <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, so the ingredients of Oreo cookies have remained largely unchanged from the original, although numerous alternative varieties and flavors have emerged over time, which we will definitely get to. Um Oreo cookies were made with lard until the mid-1990s when Nabisco swapped the animal fat with partially hydrogenated vegetable oil, a.k.a. so now they're vegan. Mm. (laughs) That's what makes them vegan. Got it. Because there's no animal fat in them now. Mm. Um, They've gone downhill since. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wow. Um, Vegans are raging. (laughs) The classic Oreo cookie is made using 11 main ingredients, and they are as follows. Sugar, unbleached enriched flour, riboflavin, uh, canola or palm oil, cocoa, high fructose corn syrup, a leavening agent, a.k.a. baking soda or monocalcium phosphate, yum, Mm. uh, cornstarch, salt, soy, lectithin, and vanilla. Vanillin, not vanilla, vanillin. Vanillin. <laughs> vanillin and chocolate. Vanillin. <laughs> so, doesn't that sound appetizing? It's the riboflavin for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yum>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's vitamin B2 and folic acid, so don't, don't have a hernia. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> nobody not- freak out. It's fine. <laughs> it's really fine. Everybody stay calm. All right. <laughs> As of 2019, it was estimated that 450 billion with a B Oreo cookies have been sold since 1912, planting it firmly at the top of the cookie sales and winning over the hearts of millions. Oreo cookies are distributed worldwide through a variety of sales and marketing channels. As their popularity continues to grow, so does the amount of distribution that comes with it. According to the Kraft Foods Company, the Oreo is the best-selling cookie in the world. According to Kraft's food. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> we so yeah, we in the next segment we're going to talk about like our favorites and all the different weird flavors they've come out with and Chris is going to do his science corner. Just anybody so does anybody have anything else to add? Um I feel like we need a poster going into the next segment um, because this, I feel like it's going to be a little bit of boxing match in terms of favorites, honestly. Uh, yeah. Well, well, do we well, also talk about like whether we think though, like Oreo is the best in the next segment or do we want to do that out here? 
So we talk about <laughs> what kind of Oreo is the okay. best. We don't talk okay. about if Oreo is the best cookie ever because okay. this is the Oreo episode. So we're just going to assume that everybody likes Oreos here, Kirsten. I mean, yeah, I don't dislike okay. it. Right. Okay. So Chris, I don't. I dis- saw you eat Oreos last week and you ate like the whole package. So liking them is different no. than thinking they're your favorite, though. Right, Chris? All right. All right. Uh-huh. So what is I need to know. Right now, Oreos are my favorite store-bought cookie, okay, mm-hmm. in a pack, like, in packaging, not, like, from the gourmet section in the bakery. Okay. Right, right, right. What, what is yours? Chris? The chocolate chips Ahoy Chewy cookies. Oh, my gosh. Those are really good. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Blair's changing her mind. <laughs> no, but Oreos are better. Oreos are better. Okay. I love the Loft House cookies, those sugar cookies with the globs of frosting and sprinkles on them. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Okay, I used to get these. Well, my mom used to get these for me because they're like a soft, plush, sugary cookie that has the best frosting on top and they come in all different kinds of colors they usually are you talking do... about the seasonal ones they make like in the bakery with the sprinkles no on top? they're legitimately called loft house cookies and they're like their own thing they look like those cookies though okay well like similar to oreos and chocolate chip cookies lots of people can make them <laughs> but loft house does it the best okay uh, uh, they... i i don't i don't think that counts what <laughs> I don't think that counts because it doesn't, it doesn't, you can't get it in, you have to get it in like the bakery section. No, you can get them anywhere. I've gotten them at CVS's before. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just want to be very clear. This is not just a bakery in the grocery store kind of thing. You can get them at Target. You can get them at Walmart and not even the superstore Walmarts. We're talking like not even half a Walmart. Like the markets, the Walmart markets. I'm looking at them right now, and I have only <clears throat> ever seen those like in the bakery section. Well, you need to branch out, girl. I, I they're <laughs> not in like the packaged like where the chips ahoy are. They're not okay, in no, that section because they are special, right? And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like regular packaged cookies in the cookie <sighs> aisle. Set new criteria. Ding ding <laughs> ding. What, is that not what I said? Is that not what I said? Oh my god. I'm so, still yeah. gonna say Loft House cookies. Yeah, so you guys should just put a picture on Twitter of you two just standing like you're gonna have a box of cookies. <laughs> and we'll have, we'll have Oreos and Loft House cookies <laughs> above our heads. <laughs> That's what I'll do for the post for that week. <laughs> Bottom line is I'm right. Okay. Oh. So <laughs> future Kirsten, make a note to make that and and we'll just mock Liam Payne also. Okay. Remember that. <laughs> All right. All right. What it, you said yours was the chips ahoy chewy. Okay. Those are really good, to be fair. They are. They're super good. Here I am being Switzerland. <laughs> uh, can't Go count be on neutral you for anything. somewhere else. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Well, see you on the I other side. Bye <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, bye. <laughs> Welcome to the ad segment of this week's podcast. Normally, we have something witty to say that would segue you into the second half of the podcast, but not this time. For this ad break, we've created a random groove segment built exclusively for the vibes. 
Enjoy these calming tunes before you come re-immersed in all things mediocre content. that nice. Always good to set the mind at ease, if only for a few seconds. We hope you enjoyed this calm transition to the next half of the podcast. See you on the other side. Welcome back. Chris isn't even here. Yes, I am. <laughs> Not here. <laughs> Walking away. We're trying to record. That's right. <laughs> Plus, we need you for this section. Yeah, we do. It's your moment. Yeah. What? <laughs> All right. I'm. I'll introduce your segment. Here we go. This is <clears throat> the official mediocre content podcast, Chris's Science Corner. <laughs> Where today we'll be discussing why does the Oreo cream only stick to one side when you twist it? Wow. Insert music here. <laughs> Insert music here. Yeah, a theme song would be nice. Do, 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 <sighs> All right, future Kirsten. Perfect. Find the music. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, for that listener out there, I'm Chris. Nice to meet you. Uh, you'll see in the video segment, which eventually will come one day, that I exist. <laughs> that means uh, we're going to have to put the other ones in, though. That's not fair. <laughs> He's creating more work for us already. No, You know what? Nick's that future Kirsten. He doesn't need a theme song. He's making more uh, work. Dang it. Uh, so a little bit about me. Uh, I'm currently a graduate student uh, studying mechanical engineering. So that's why I learned about Oreos and how they twist uh so for those that don't know mechanical engineering uh we cover areas like fluids so you know your cups of water we care about that a lot and other things like robots that's my favorite part and uh so i had to take a class on fluids right to refresh it because the last time i took that class was back in 2012 so it's been mm -hmm. a long time for me mm -hmm. and our professor was like hey you guys should look something up about fluids in the news and I was just googling the most random things I could find and I found an article about Oreos from MIT uh for a little nice. bit of background you think Oreo and you think solid right like it's mm. obviously not like a cup of water it does not fill the container in which it is in it does yeah not. other definitions uh fluids include that they continuously shear that's why they fill a mm. cup of water or if you pour it out it just kind of flows wherever it goes to the lowest mm. point Sure. But not all fluids act like fluids. And you might have heard the term non-Newtonian fluid. Mm -hmm. It's where it requires a certain amount of stress to, to flow. A uh, good example would be, you know, uh, toothpaste, right? It's technically a liquid, even though it doesn't always act like a liquid. Because so, you have to, like, squeeze it out of the tube. Right. Yeah, you yeah. have to squeeze out of the tube. If you, like, the counter, it would look fluidy maybe but it would generally kind of keep its shape until you like touched it or something or you wiped it right. out because you don't leave toothpaste on the counter probably mm. so i don't know I, do you? I don't i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah <laughs> so 
Oreo cream, right? You know, it's very soft. It doesn't act like a fluid, but if you put enough force on it, it will. Like you just kind of squeeze it, it's going to act like toothpaste kind of, maybe a little Correct. less uh liquidy. So, it's a non-Newtonian li liquid. It's going to shear like a liquid when enough force is on it. Uh so these students in MIT were like, "Hey, we've got nothing better to do. It's the middle of the pandemic. Let's figure out why this happens when you twist an Oreo." it actually fracture it uh it'll usually stick to one side i so love that for mit there i know, I know right I'll, truly I like, doing the lord's work over there i was like why can't i do this for college i would love I to do that i know so much fun so they they coined the term so they use the term rheology which describes those non-newtonian fluids and they call theirs oreology mm. being all clever very Cute. clever so they took essentially a ton of packages of Oreos and they applied a twisting force to it with a machine. That way they can keep it uh, keep it mm -hmm. uniform. So each time it's the same thing. And they, they discovered have an Oreo that twisting robot. They, I know. They <laughs> the real like, magic. It's wonderful. It's like that's your government funding going to good use. Because <laughs> remember, okay. MIT is public, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they did that and they found out that when you were rotating, uh, if you took them from the same side, if you put the like, let's say you look at a package and you take the right side of the package and you put that on top and you did the same rotation, the same force that about 80% of them would actually, uh, the, the cream would stick to the same side. Oh, so they found correlation through enough packs. Obviously, if you did every package that's ever existed, it's, mm -hmm. it should fall same rate in theory. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So they found out that that's the biggest thing that it would linearly deform and then eventually it would twist and then most of the time it would get stuck to one side. They but the funny thing is they also did other cookies as well and they found out that you know if you certain Oreo types did better than others and certain one of them under the same force would actually break the cookie before they uh delaminated. Oh, which yeah. ones delaminated? Do you know? Uh, so. Yeah, I have. This is a huge article. They actually, like, when you think research article, you think, like, 50 pages. And this thing is, like, 50 pages. I love it's that. It's actually really impressive. We know about that. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, much. So, <laughs> so they found that the golden Oreos were the ones that were most mm. likely to break uh, under, like you know, those. they if you increase the, the amount of force you put on the rotation, that those would break the first. And then they also I wonder found if that's because... Like, because they don't have the chocolate ingredient, maybe there's, like, some kind of binding that they're missing or something? Maybe. That could be possible. Uh, obviously, they didn't spend that much time on it because Golden Oreos right. of them right. all are probably the worst, so... Uh, wait a minute! That. All right, we're going to fight about this later. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. Everybody stay uh, calm. You know what? I was with you with Chips Ahoy, but dang. <laughs> uh, they also found, depending on the different stuff levels, so, you know, you got your regular, your double, and then your mega... Mm -hmm. That the double stuff actually required the most stress to to sheet to to break compared to mega stuff, which was the weakest. So double stuff right. kind of sat it was above, and regular stuff was in the middle. Uh, Some would say it's a happy medium. Yeah, yeah. And they found out that based on all this, the average amount of so torque, which is a rotational force, mm -hmm. uh, required about 0.1 newton meters. Uh, for reference, to open up a doorknob, it's 0.6, so it actually takes more force to open up a round doorknob than does an Oreo cookie. As it should. Also, when, when did you say this study was done? Uh, it was like 2021, I think, 2020-ish. Oh, 
Oh, so this is interesting. Do you know if they did the thins as well? Because now there's Oreo thins. Uh, on their data curve, uh, they don't have it legend and they don't mention oh. anything about it. So which uh, ones which ones do they have? Like what's the list? Uh so they did the mega double regular stuff, uh dark chocolate, golden, and then Olympics. Uh, I guess that was a special one that came out during the Olympics. Oh, okay. So yeah, they had like a special like limited edition or something. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, and the other thing they found out too was that although the flavor of the Oreo didn't affect which ones got stuck to the same side, only the golden were the ones that failed during the testing. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and that with that 80%, the longer a package was like exposed to atmosphere or older the package it was, the less likely it would stick to the same side. So mm-hmm. if you open a package, waited a couple days, uh, that 80% wouldn't hold true. So their ultimate reasoning was the way that they produce Oreos. So you're going to see, if you ever see on the conveyor belt, they're going to put the cookie down, they put the cream on one side, and then the other cookie gets sandwiched on top. So although they can't prove it unless they actually got a package fresh from the, you know, factory, that mm-hmm. that's the case, it's most yeah. likely because of the way they manufacture them. It's uh, The cream goes on one cookie first, so it's going to adhere better. Mm-hmm. It's going right. to, and that, that eventually will be the side they believe it's favored to. Interesting. I would love to look at like an ingredient list just right off the bat to know which ones had any variances because obviously the biggest one between a vanilla cookie and a chocolate cookie is the flavoring. But I wonder if there's different uh, measurements of those ingredients as well that would influence that. And then you could steal it and make your own Oreos. Right. (laughs) Show me your secrets. (laughs) Well, and now they have like the gluten-free ones too, which Uh probably... I would venture to say, because they don't have like the binding of like regular flour, right? Um, it would be even more crumbly. Yeah. That's kind of why I was curious about the thins as well, because the cookie really is like paper thin. Oh, yeah. It and there's like no fail. cream in there at all. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh, in the minis. Oh, mini <laughs> little mini oh, Oreo. Oh. Like, Those I wonder so if they good. Do well. I know. <laughs> uh. I still pull them apart. <laughs> Just well, so, there's also other information too. So oh. maybe related to the mini. So double stuff yeah. requires about 1.9 times more torque. So the rotational <laughs> force, but more stuff took 2.7. So the mini I would then expect would be required, possibly require less because yeah. it has less cream, but the surface area is also. I was going to say they're pretty teeny tiny. I when you're referring to torque and Oreos together in the same sentence, it really just throws me for a loop. Oh, do you want to talk about the visioelastic response or the, you know, the the creams? Uh, ah, oh, geez, I can't remember these terms because I'm a terrible uh, student. So no, you're fine. That's hilarious. Torque was enough, honestly. But yeah, <laughs> I like oh. visioelastic though. That sounds fun. But my most favorite part about this report, it's all very science and serious, and it's mm-hmm. like written by college kids, but they are, you know, doing their best because it's got uh, put in actual scientific journals that are like peer reviewed. And stuff. But my favorite part is when they were classifying uh, non-Newtonian fluid types, they classified Oreo cream as mushy. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> oh, not I, wrong. I agree with it, but yeah. I mean, 
mushy. At least they didn't say <laughs> that like, was the best slimy. adjective they could come up with. That's yeah. like their professional opinion. My scientific brain <laughs> says mm, mushy. mushy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Wonderful. Any any other information for us, Chris? Uh, I think that's about the, the sum of it all. Thank you so much. This is lovely. I feel like I learned so much. Now for the nitty gritty. As if that okay, was. so yeah. the first the first debate that I would like to have okay. is there is a debate online. I have oh. never personally met anyone who has this has ever been a debate for, but do you, for your Oreos, Chronically do you online. twist them or do you just take the whole thing and dunk it in milk? I never have milk with Oreos. So dunk is automatically off the table to be That's honest what with I'm you. Saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I have dunked in milk before as a okay. child when I drank milk regularly. Right. But sure. since I no longer drink milk, I, right. I, it's not a thing for me. Mm-mm. So I, who, who's Christopher? Blair Christopher? <laughs> Blair Stiffer? <clears throat> it's official canon now. Uh, <laughs> so now I just eat them straight up because I'm a heathen. Uh, but as a kid, I, I didn't don't think dump- that makes you a heathen. I think that makes you normal. Straight up. <laughs> I would actually take double stuff oreos and then i would twist them right and then i would take the cream off so ever so gently and then put it on top of another stack of cream and would see how tall i could get it before i gave up and ate it all so i would make like quadruple stuffed oreos custom yeah i feel like we all have done that at least once (laughs) what a waste of time absolutely not (laughs) i'm I'm here for the cookie in my mouth okay (laughs) i don't have time for that (laughs) do you appreciate oreos for the cookie or the cream uh the cream 100 percent. the cream 100 percent. okay all right just making sure we are not here for the cookie (laughs) (laughs) just making sure i can get a wafer cookie from anywhere else that's just as crappy (laughs) i know right you know what they need oh, to ahead. just come out with like um, icing that is just Oreo cream. That's what they need to do. I would just eat that straight out of the container. Have what you is ever... that? <laughs> what is that face? So Coldstone has. I don't has know if I could do that. I don't think I'm that I know. dedicated to the cream. I, I like the cookie good. and cream like ratio. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, but wait a minute. Are you eating the cookie whole? No, I'm like taking it apart. Uh, uh, okay, I thought our friendship was about to end. No. But yeah, no. <laughs> and the podcast ended, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and that was the end forever. No, you had me really worried that you were just biting through no, a whole no. cookie. I'm, who does that? That's okay. That's sociopathic behavior. <laughs> if you eat the Oreo, just like you pick it up and, and you just, just eat it. But that's what people like, who dunk it do. N- well, it's. They get an excuse because it's like soft after Ew. you dunk it in the thing. <laughs> Ugh, soggy Ugh. from mushy to soggy I don't know. real I fast. Don't, I can't. I, oh. <laughs> it's like when you eat a, when people like bite into the Kit Kat like the full thing. If you're not pulling your Oreos apart and like eating like aliens confirmed, then you're doing the same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. Okay, same okay. Thing. You know that I do that with Kit Kats just. <gasps> Because it's better that way. You know I do that. You? And I love you in spite of that. Okay. 
<laughs> you are so lucky that she loves you. Oh, I just enjoy chaos. Oh, a sociopathic behavior. What is another thing that's like that? There's like, okay, so there's the Kit Kats and the Oreos. And I feel like there's something else that's really similar that we do just intrinsically for some reason. What It's like the Hershey bars. That's what it is. If you do not individually pull apart a full Hershey bar... And you First just of all, take if a you're bite. eating a, a Hershey bar, like look who who, who hurt you? We've like, all been there. <laughs> Don't put me out like that. <laughs> why are you eating just a plain Hershey bar? Like, Sometimes what the heck? I like the cookies and cream one. I would just like to put that into different. space. The cookies no, it's and cream not. one is good. It's not the plain milk chocolate Hershey bar. There's so many better options. <sighs> like, look, why would you just eat that? We've just all been there or like graham crackers also don't just eat a chunk of graham cracker please pull it apart and it's oh yeah you have perforated pieces <laughs> get out of here with your you are banned from the show <laughs> thank you and goodbye <laughs> thank you get out <sighs> okay moving along okay so <laughs> we have we have a, a flip so okay Obviously, everybody knows the original Oreo mm. flavor, right? Mm. But then in the early 2010s, somebody in Oreo was like, wait, we can do <laughs> this better. And by better is very subjective to like what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Um, because they started coming out with a bunch of limited edition flavors. Mm. And some of these are very wild, like very wild. And I'll... Mm. um. I'll go through them. There's like, so there's 80 there. I found a blog that has like 80, there's 85 plus Oreo flavors that have either once been in existence or are currently in existence. That's a lot. I know. Okay. And so there's the originals, the chocolate cream ones, Mm -hmm. the golden Oreos, which are Kirsten's favorite because she's (laughs) special. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and then you have your Oreos that are milk chocolate covered and um, white chocolate covered. And then you start getting into like Oreos with like strawberry cheesecake filling. Wasn't and... there like chocolate stuffed also? Right. So that's the one yeah, with the chocolate okay. filling. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then. What about Oreo... Oreos? So there's uh-oh Oreos. There's Oreos with red velvet cream. <laughs> Those are there's also the very birthday good. birthday cake Oreos. Also very good. Which is a bestseller in the United States, by the way. Yeah. Um, And let's see. So there's Oreo peanut butter. Tyler Oreo mint. Yeah. I like the Oreo mint ones. They're pretty good. Mm. Um, The Oreo lemon cream. Mm. And then it starts to get a little odd. So then there's the <laughs> peanut butter pie sandwich Oreos. Which mm-hmm. I've never had and don't plan on having. No. Um, there's carrot cake Oreos. Ew. Um, dark chocolate um Oreo cookie butter cream. That might be good. Yeah. So there's like the butter biscuit cream, I guess, with a butter biscuit. I don't know. No, no, no. And then Oreo Cherry Cola, Ew. Oreo Ooh. Halloween, which I mean, the Oreo Halloweens are fun because they're just the same thing with orange cream in the middle. And they have like a special oh, design on the outside. That's cute. Um, We had those last year for Halloween. Mm. Um, okay. And then there's kettle corn Oreos. There's Oreo thins that are fudge dipped 
There are Oreo latte cream, pistachio cream, pina colada. Uh, let's see. Marshmallow crispy cream. Nice. Oh, you have a cat on your desk. I know. He's just, he's really wanting attention. I'm sorry. <laughs> so let's see. I'm trying to find some. There's cotton candy, Ew. toasted coconut, key lime pie, pumpkin wow. spice, gingerbread, uh, winter, which uh, <laughs> just <laughs> the whole flavor. season. What does right. that taste like? <laughs> let's see. The description is uh, they are exactly like classic Oreos, but uh they have a different design on them okay can i insert kind of annoyance here sure to me you cannot while it's limited edition it is not the same as limited edition flavors so the fact that they're advertising the same cookie with variances in designs and color of cream is kind of misleading i agree i agree that's kind of annoying there's Reese's peanut butter cup Oreos that existed at one time. Tyler probably would like also mm. Oreo cookies and cream. Delicious the cookies yes. and cream feeling, which so are good. So far the best Oreos ever. Like they're so the good. best. <laughs> they're called, like, the, the most Oreo Oreos they came out this year are the best Oreo hands down ever. That's so yes. good. Mm. Oh There's my gosh. Caramel caramel apple ones. Did you see the Pokemon ones? Those are also the same with just Pokemon yes. on them. <laughs> yes. I saw those. There's Mississippi mud pie. There's watermelon. There's root beer float. Banana wait, split. Wait, 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 wait. Watermelon? Watermelon. Don't just glaze over that. Like you didn't just say a fruit. <laughs> uh watermelon cream. Ew. Wow. I missed that. I should have tried that. Ew. Yeah. No. <laughs> creamsicle oreo butter popcorn uh fruit punch getting weirder uh candy corn hot and spicy which is like a cinnamony (laughs) one firework oreos which we tried last year they had like Uh, the crackles yeah so it was like a regular oreo but the cream was infused with pop rocks so you could like it was fun it was fun yeah that is cute still not a different flavor though no, fair. you're right. Dunkin' Donuts Mocha Limited Edition, Rocky mm. Road, Peeps. I don't know why. The, mm, I hate Peeps. Why would you do Peeps in an Oreo? <sighs> I well, hate peeps. what about the Peeps uh, Pepsi collab that they had this year? Ugh. Also gross. Not great. <laughs> yeah. We Disgusting. tried that and it was not good. I hate so Peeps. Bad. I hate marshmallows. I'll be more, be more direct. No. As I get older, unless it's in a s'more <sighs> situation, what not did you a just say? more some more okay. <laughs> so you heard it I'm too sorry <laughs> I'm a a situation yeah no i don't like it at all <sighs> all right then there's blueberry pie apple pie swedish fish <laughs> i like swedish fish but maybe not in an oreo <laughs> right yes uh mickey mouse birthday cake oreos which is just uh, jelly donut nabisco hot cocoa Craft wasabi Oreos. Ugh. Wait, craft and wasabi? Um, craft wasabi Oreos. <laughs> when did craft start making wasabi? <laughs> Branching out. Um, We're going to have it in our mac and cheese soon. There's also the craft hot chicken wings Oreos. Oh my God. 
Get out, Craft. You are no longer invited to the Oreo Ooh. creation. Ooh. So gross. And that is the end of the list. Thank God. It was getting real bad. <laughs> You're running out of ideas. Yeah. Jeez. I found a meme online and I'll <laughs> let me. Sh- it's like um, the best part about going to the grocery store is seeing what kind of messed up new crab the psychos at Oreo have come up with. Oh, my gosh. You know what? <laughs> the next time you go to the grocery store, which I think is going to be this afternoon for you. Yes. Go where you would find like goldfish and scope out those flavor ranges right now because it is mm. also insanity. I walked down and now they have sweet and savory options, like not to the scale of Oreo, but you would be surprised. Okay. It's it's beyond the pizza flavor ones at this point. Okay. Oh, but the, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll take a look. Have, you, have y'all seen the, uh, you know, Brendan Lee Mulligan, the uh, guy from College Humor? Yeah. Have you seen mm-hmm. the uh, most like the honest CEO for Oreo video on YouTube? No. You got to look it up. It's him acting as a CEO and it's hysterical. It's about oh, Oreos. I didn't know it was about Oreos, but I have seen him he do does a bunch those. Of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny. I'll have to watch the Oreo one. Yes. So <clears throat> after hearing all those wonderful flavors. <laughs> um, so wonderful what final verdict what is your official favorite oreo flavor one thing yes we should pick an original and maybe a limited edition if we liked one of the limited editions you know like a okay. regular yeah. oreo flavor and then one yeah so you yeah, go that's first. fine okay <clears throat> so my original choice would mm-hmm. be the double stuffed oreos those are my favorite i think the cream to cookie ratio is by far the best <laughs> and then my limited edition favorite would be the mega stuffed oreos with the cookies and cream filling mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. ones yeah what about you chris so i would so a couple years ago i'd say uh the white fudge Oreos were my favorite limited edition because they used to only, at least I only ever saw them around Christmas Is that the time. ones that are covered in white yeah, fudge? but they oh. have them year round now. I'm pretty sure they used, at least when I was growing up, I only ever saw them during Christmas time and my mom would get them. So I would say that was my favorite limited edition. But now, because they have them all year round, I think they're my favorite overall. Mm. And the, the, the cookies and cream Oreo, the one that they came out this year, that's definitely my favorite limited edition. Nice. I... My original is the vanilla. I'm sorry. I like the golden Oreos. I'm it's a vanilla okay. person. I'm, I'm not willing to forgive that. It's <laughs> fine. I'm not. Rage. <laughs> Get out. Um, I'm just not a chocolate fan in most cases, and I do prefer vanilla, so that's why. Fair. But in terms of limited edition, the red velvets were definitely my favorite because I'm a red velvet stan. I know a lot of people are like, isn't that just chocolate? But it's like, it's different. It's different. (laughs) So you and Chris are on the same page about this. Okay, good. (laughs) He loves red velvet as well. I do. Uh, I do. I I am. I don't. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. No, it's it's good. I do like it a lot. I. I think it had cream cheese cream, but I don't remember. I don't necessarily mind cream cheese. I feel like you normally get that when you have the red velvet, but I actually prefer like the regular cream with it if I could choose. Yeah. 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 
See, that wasn't too bad. I think I think we ended on a good note. I think yeah. Yeah. We're we're not the podcast won't end because of this. Yeah. All Oof. peace, love, and Oreos. <laughs> That's right. But I still stand against the loft house cookies. Fine. Fine. I think we should find Hydrox though for sure. I think they still oh, sell them. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. if you look it up, the type style that they used for Hydrox is very interesting. It looks very medieval. Highly encourage you to look it up. It's got a great color scheme and it looks like <laughs> it's from the Middle Ages. <laughs> right. <laughs> or it like, sounds like it's from the Middle Ages as well. It sounds like, like it's an Avengers movie villain yes, or something. Or, or a pop band from the 80s. Yes. Yeah. Hydrox. Eat your cookies! Great. We're an 80s band now. Okay. Well, I... I think unless anyone else has anything else to say. No, and Chris is frozen anyway, so I guess that's oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> At least so, on my screen. If you guys want to send us an email with any questions, comments, concerns, or episode topic suggestions, you can email us at mediaforcontentpodcast oh. at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at mediaforsquawks or follow us on Instagram at mediaforcontentpodcast. And thank you, Chris, for being on the show. We we always love a good science corner around here. You're so, welcome. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let us know if you liked Chris's segment. We'll bring him back on to teach us about something else. Sounds good. Um, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.